1: Inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, Mint Mobile has given you a much-needed break on your wireless bill. Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. Order today at mintmobile.com gam. It was the most verbose possible way
2: of saying live, laugh, love is what it was. Yes. I feel like if I'd have skipped this scene and then you asked me to, like, give a book report presentation on it with me not having seen it, yeah. I'd have been able to guess this verbatim. Like, You nailed it. It is <laughs> truth, <Yeah>. not darkness, <laughs> um, enlightenment, heart, true self, truth.
3: You could put this scene together with the responses everyone's ever given to a direct question on Be Reasonable, so I feel like that's kind yeah. of cheating. <laughs> but-
1: <laughs> God awful. Movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because otherwise we wouldn't. I'm your host, Noah Lusions. Heath is off this week, but sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir?
3: I am fantastic, Noah, and I'm pleased to say I am not. The reborn Buddha. Oh, (laughs) what a coincidence.
1: And also, of course, joining us from one ocean to my east northeast is the host of Be Reasonable, the co host of Skeptics with a K, and the editor of the Skeptic magazine, the good one, Michael Marshall Marsh. Welcome back, sir. Hey
2: guys, great to be here. I am confused. Now, I don't know if that's confused because I'm very busy at the moment. There's a lot of stress going on. We've got a big event coming up. So I don't know if that is what's confusing me. But I sat through two hours of this movie and I, I, I don't know what has happened to my life to get to this point. <laughs> <It> is, <laughs> I've no, and I don't know my life has been since then. This movie has materially affected my ability to correctly understand the world around me. That's how impactful this movie Your is. Your
1: sliding doors moment. It is an existential <laughs> crisis of a movie. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So tell us, Marsh, what existential crisis
2: will we be breaking down today? Ah, so we watched the rebirth of Buddha. It's the story of, I think, an aspiring young journalist mm-hmm. who sees ghosts and mm-hmm. can possibly sometimes predict the future. That's unclear. Mm. Who has to save all of Japan from an evil cult, a tsunami and possibly aliens. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, she lets her much older boyfriend groom her into joining a cult, but a good cult, so it's fine. Yes, It's, it's, it's happy science. It's happy science, so it's all <laughs> it about it. really stuff. is. Yep.
3: Isn't that always the way? We, we should emphasize that, like, these have never been particularly subtle movies, but this <laughs> is the closest these animes have gotten to, you should join our cult.
1: Yes. <laughs> Here's some literature. Right, right. 100%. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love the full on wackadoo
3: craziness of the happy science cult, but you're sad not enough of it has been a direct vanity project <laughs> of their accountant ass looking leader, <laughs> you <laughs> will love this movie.
1: Yeah, the good guy cult leader in this movie, and yes, that is a thing, was all but named like fucking Shmruho Shmokama. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All right, so is there anything you guys want to nominate
2: this one for being the best or being the worst at? Oh, yeah, I'm going to take the easy one. Best Worst Australian. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> there is an Australian character in this movie. And the accent, the accent is so astonishingly bad. It's, it's basically me when I forget to pre-read the skits for this podcast. And then I realize way too late that Eli's making me do an accent. And right, I've got to try exactly. and just do it on the fly. It's basically <laughs> that. That's who this Australian character is. It's incredible.
1: No, I just, when I, we I, I came across this guy in the notes, I wrote... Hey Marsh, did you do the accent work in this movie? You have to tell me if you did. It's like being a cop. You have to tell us. Yeah. So I, I went with Best Worst Angels. They the animation isn't great through most of this film, but man, a bunch of angels show up at the end and make it look great. <laughs> make everything else about it look
3: okay. These angels are so bad. They change animation style. Oh yeah. God! Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. They they bought some 3D models and they were getting as much use out of them as they possibly could because they were not they were not cheap. Exactly. No,
1: yeah. no. This movie came out in 2003 or 2009 or something. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm going to go with best worst drawing of yourself.
3: So, mm-hmm. as we hinted, the protagonist of this movie is uh, Shmoryu Shmokama, and. If you Google a picture of this dude, and then you see how he is represented in this movie, it is Tinder
2: dating profile levels of <laughs> dishonest. One hundred percent, he is catfishing us with this movie. 100%. Yes, this, this yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep.
1: All right. Well, there's a lot of stay with me in the notes ahead. So we're going to take a quick break while you prepare yourself, but we'll be back in a flash with all the undiluted insanity of the rebirth of Buddha. Hey, podcast listener, did you know that only 22% of Americans speak a language other than English at home? Embarrassing. And in front of Michael Marshall, no less. That's right. But that's all right. We're prepared to forgive you and you can learn a new language with Babbel. Why Babbel? Why Babbel? Because it works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are a little more than games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. It's true. Anna loves learning new languages. And so when Babbel
3: became a sponsor, she started using it to brush up on her French and to get ready for our trip to Sweden.
2: And here's a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash awful. So get 55% off at babbel.com slash awful. That's spelled b a b b e l dot com slash awful. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: Babble, because your monolingualism is embarrassing us in front of Michael Marshall.
1: All right, everyone, welcome to the first production meeting of The Rebirth of Buddha. Hooray! Wait, 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 wait a second. Why don't we have Japanese accents? Because some of us would like to keep our jobs, Marsh. Okay, yep,
2: got it, fair enough. There you go.
1: Anyway, today we are honored to be joined by the leader of our organization, Ryuho Akawa.
3: Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. So I was kind of saving this as a fun surprise. But since I, or rather a pretty direct representation of me, appears in the movie, I actually already had the animators work up a little something and uh, wanted to show it to you. Oh, Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go.
1: And here it is. Oh, (laughs) sorry. That's that's you. Yeah, yeah, that's me in the
2: movie. Wow, they even got my hair. Oh, uh, you you and the drawing both have hair. Yeah, that is is true. Mm -hmm. And my chin, my chin,
3: I
1: was a little nervous, but they really nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Nailed it.
2: Yes. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Yes. So, you know how I've given you all my worldly belongings because I believe that you're the reincarnated Buddha Shiva and the great spirit known as Yamu? Gamu, yeah, absolutely. Right, so, believe me, when I say this is a bridge too far, I'm saying a lot here. You do not look like this picture. You look nothing like this picture. You look like a problematic drawing of a Komodo dragon. Mm, I've gotten mm -hmm. that a lot. Okay, but,
3: I mean, guys, I'm also white in the drawing, so... Yeah, but that's still
1: more realistic than how handsome you are. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start this anime in an all-girls school, like most of the animes we've watched, I would guess. But um, that's that's where the similarity is going to end. Yeah. I was on
3: the lookout for tentacles, let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> not in this act, at least.
1: So, yeah. So so we're going to meet uh, Sayako. who she, She's our, our protagonist. And she's having these visions in school of getting hit by a train and, and then gets in trouble for not paying attention
2: in class. Yeah. Even in a visions. It's... A- She's got a very nonplussed reaction to an oncoming train. It's not like fear or terror. It's like, oh, train. Yeah, (laughs) Which is not how I'd react to a train coming at me, even in a vision, I think.
3: Right? No, I mean, if you've ever gotten on a Japanese train, Marsh, you know that getting hit by one is a lot more pleasant. So
2: I get it. I I had a lovely time on the Shinkansen. I want to have a bad word about them. (laughs) Okay. Marsh got squished
3: into another person at 90 miles an hour and was like, effective. I love this. This
1: is good. (laughs) So after a class, she's talking to her friend about having this this vision. And of course, in classic Happy Science cult style, the subtitles don't match the dub, right? So I have to like spend 15 minutes screaming about that fucking with my uh, OCD. Yeah, again, I, I know we've talked about this
3: before when we've done these movies, but the question always comes up, Who is in contact with who in the process of (laughs) Mm -hmm. making these movies, right? Because the animators aren't in touch with the voice actors who almost never know they're making a cult movie. The subtitle people aren't in touch with the voiceover people. It just seems like there needs to be a project manager for this thing. (laughs) Too
2: much compartmentalization. Thank you. I actually I know what happened. It's that the this the original script of this film was translated from golden plates, but then someone didn't believe the translation, <laughs> confiscated the script, and then the right. subtitles yep, had to be yep. retranslated from those plates.
1: <laughs> oh, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah. So, but Sayako has to rush off to finish her article about an actress that the movie is going to pretend
2: matters, but doesn't. Right. And the thing is, she's very very panicky about this article. But this article is the dullest article one could possibly ever imagine. Literally, her headline for the article is Actress Expresses Enthusiasm About Her New Show. It's like, kid, this is not making the front page. (laughs) (laughs) I just just can it now. Wait at least until she
3: scabs and goes back on the air without her writers. (laughs) that's that's a story, You come,
1: Yeah, so, yeah, but we watch her write her article at length, and then from her, like, standing up and stretching and going, yep, got all that writing down, suddenly we get this incredibly cinematic title screen for the rebirth of Buddha?
3: (laughs) Yeah, you know how like usually these screens are preceded by like a fucking bone turning into a firearm or a car (laughs) exploding and Vin Diesel thinking his
2: family is dead? She's just like "Uh, good day of typing the rebirth (laughs) of Buddha It is the the (laughs) wildest off-tone transition at all just like
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Buddha Right so, OK, so the next morning we meet her family having breakfast because, of course, put that on your fucking bingo card. We meet Shunta, her little brother. Fuck
3: yeah, this kid rocks. He's like a Pokemon antagonist and he will not take any of this universe destroying movie seriously at any moment.
1: Even when he has a demonic goiter, it's pretty fucking crazy. We also we meet her parents and, and there's this throwaway line where they're like, Hey, Dad, are you losing weight? And he's like, oh, you know, working all these nights. It's going to turn out he's dying of cancer because atheism,
2: right? Right. Yes. Yeah. We don't spend a lot of time worrying about that, though. So it's
1: just a very throwaway
2: thing. Oh, yeah. The
1: conclusion of that plot thread is so fucking fabulous. We'll
3: we'll get to it. We will.
2: We will.
1: So, yeah, no, it, it actually just leaps in front of a train to its own death, which is what happens next in the movie. <laughs> right, the news comes up and they're, they're like, a very important reporter committed suicide by train last night at the such and such train station. Right. Yeah. And do the, would the
2: news lead with the suicide of a reporter? Like it's leading with his death, like it's the death of Princess Diana or something. Yeah. Like it's on all the news. <laughs> He's just a guy who like a reporter who committed suicide. I don't think that would be the top story in all of Japan for the day. Right. Yeah. No. Next up in the news, the plot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and and when we get to the school, like we, she goes to school, we get to the school. All the kids are talking about the reporter's suicide. Right. Because that's the big gossip at the high school. Right, and she knew him. So when she
3: walks in the room, they're like, We weren't talking about your friend Kelly himself.
1: We were talking (laughs) about something else. Okay. This is such a great fucking moment. It was almost my best worst because we get to see what happens when happy science cult writers try to imagine, you know, natural stuff to have been talking about. And everybody's like, UFOs! The government's hiding something! The Feds are part of Ivermectin!
3: <laughs> what are teenage girls just sort of gossiping about? Probably UFOs. efficacy
2: of ivermectin trials. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. The, the, the failing like Japanese economy is high on the list of things to talk about for a 15-year-old schoolgirl. I did wonder at this point because we already had the schoolgirl writing the story about the actress she seemed to ha- like she had all the posters of the actress on the wall I thought okay this is going to be about her like having a crush on this actress it's going to be her like her coming of age story coming out of kind of understanding so I thought and then she starts talking like looking at this suicide I'm, okay is this is this movie going to be about an impressionable, psychic, possibly lesbian, aspiring journalist who cracks the case of a spate of suicides? Is that what this is going to be? And if not, can I pitch that premise somewhere? Because that's a film right <laughs> Yeah, right, right.
1: But yeah, but just in case you start thinking this is some kind of game movie, they established that she has a boyfriend, and also he is uh, in college, and she's in high school. So in case you weren't uncomfortable, mm. um, that's going to be a plot line. Cool and
3: awesome. Also, this movie definitely hedges its pedophile bets by being like, where in college and high school? We choose... Not to say. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> see, I I didn't think this was going to change the sexuality of the movie. I thought, okay, she's got a boyfriend. All I'm saying is he's not an act three kind of boyfriend. He's very much an act one boyfriend. <laughs> right, yeah. And there'll be a journey going on. That's what I was predicting. It didn't go there, but that's what no. I was predicting. No. And also, so we establish
1: here that she can also see smoke demons, right? Because she looks at one of her friends when they're talking about her boyfriend and she can see a smoke demon rising out of her going like, why don't I have a boyfriend, you lucky piece of shit?
2: You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it that that demon has absolutely stolen the script from one of Eli's Better Help ads in that (laughs) the (laughs) internal negative monologue. All right, for sure. Yeah,
3: but don't worry. Like, if you're confused about what those demons are or what they're doing, her powers to see
1: them will matter incredibly little, like shockingly Mm. little for the rest of the film. They'll disappear and never actually affect the plot, as, as far as I can tell. Yeah. So okay. So we cut to some boring history class later and we find out that she can also see the ghosts of history rising out of her
2: textbooks so i wasn't sure that's what it was i it looked like you just see like black smoke floating around i thought oh she's got those little black floater things that you get in your eyes but like dialed up to 11. That's what she's <laughs> yes, going. Sure. just a really bad case and among. there's yeah. just a lot of historical dead people in her
1: classroom off to the side <laughs> exactly yeah no i get it
3: because this posits that, like, the books are full of the pain of the stuff we write in them. Because, gosh, that would suck to be a little life. That's all I'm saying. That book is probably really gloomy on the shelf at every Barnes and Noble, <laughs> is what I'm saying.
1: Well, the, the other thing that's so weird to me is that, like, everyone has a copy of the same book. So, wouldn't we just hear the same? Monster, the same ghost speaking from several different <laughs> books at once. Why is it just hers that
2: we're hearing? I don't I don't know. All I was thinking was, if the things that we write can feel pain, we absolutely need to euthanize Eli's misspelled notes. Nothing with <laughs> the capacity to pain should have to suffer like that.
1: So, yeah, but she freaks out and she rushes to the nurse's office and we get her in the nurse's office and then she runs through the school out into the town screaming because she's seeing ghosts, right? Right. And I was just glad to
3: see that the Japanese nurse uses the same technology as the American nurse, which is um,
1: you can lie down for a little while if you wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) lie. So, yeah, but then she winds up in this train station and she sees the suicide reporter's ghost wandering along the tracks.
2: Being very whiny and annoying. Right. Like if he was like that in real life, he was not a great loss to the world of Japanese journalism.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I I really like this movie's concept of ghosts because this movie's concept of ghosts, spoiler, is that they're just like a minute after their own death, trying to get people to pay attention to them because they're injured, which is way funnier than ghost mythology as we currently <laughs> have it, right? Just right? like, ow,
1: owie, for all eternity.
2: You guys are all haunted. on
1: cell phones. Why is no one calling
2: 911? <laughs> excuse, excuse me, so Okay, no, no, okay. Madam, madam, madam no, it's just, just that for like years on end. Excuse <laughs> me, one of these will stop. One of these will stop. <laughs> Just been in this Victorian
3: mansion trying to tell someone I fell down for like a 100
2: years. The start of this Good Samaritan story has really gone on for a while. There's going to be a Good Samaritan any moment. In the Bible, they don't tell you. They make it like there was three. It was actually 3,000 people yeah, right. who walked past. But the 3,001st, that's the one. But of course, she's the only one who can actually hear the reporter ghost. So
1: he grabs her and he pulls her onto the tracks just as a train is coming. <gasps> and then suddenly we're in a court... Where Kanemoto, the the reporter, the ghost reporter, is being asked by a, a tribunal of judges to justify his suicide. Yeah, and I was like, okay, what a weird like fictional
3: thing to invent. Like a three judge court seems insane <laughs> to me. And then I googled it, and of course, this is how Japanese courts yeah, actually work. Actually, but then I makes stopped googling. Sense because I didn't want to learn more information. And so now I'm picturing just two judges being like, no, that objection stands. And the third guy being like, doesn't stand in this corner of the it. courtroom. <laughs> you guys are fucking stupid. He'd be the
1: new guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> But but Kanemoto is having a weird, like, atheist grandstanding speech, which, like, I, you know, I'm all for. I do it on a weekly basis. But weird to do, like, in a court of the afterlife,
2: right? Yes. Yeah. Also, we find out that the reason he committed suicide was because a politician lied to him. And I'm guessing if that made him commit suicide, he can't have been doing that job very long. <laughs> like, was this his first, right. first day? And he says, you know, it took everything from me. It took everything. It took my reputation. It took my name as a news reporter. It's like, dude, your death announcement literally opened with the fact that you cracked a really big case. It did. You're still yeah. a pretty well-known <laughs> reporter here.
1: Right. Yeah, but he's like, I don't believe in an afterlife. And then one of the judges that is like, well, then where is this scene even happening? And he's like, oh, fuck. Got me. You got me. I am checkmated. Yeah, I wanted him to be like, actually, we're just drawings in a
3: cult movie. And the judge is like, oh, no, okay. Oh, damn it. We, uh, you know what? If we're, if we're going to swoosh doodly-doos, I guess that's fair. You do the.
1: But the judges are like, I can't believe it. A materialist, even now, in the era of the Buddha's rebirth. Pin in that. And then they sentence him to the consequences of wasting his life, which begins by
2: being sucked into a gay portal. I guess. Right. So it it does. But they do say to him, like, well, now you're in the afterlife, you've got to believe in God. It's like, okay, that's a really good point. But equally, don't worry about believing God unless and until you're in an afterlife courtroom. That (laughs) is the moment to start believing. That's good advice to take away from (laughs)
3: it Yeah, it, it shows the straw man of the atheist that they think we would end up in an afterlife in front of a supernatural court and being like... I don't know, guys. Have you read "Letter to a Christian Nation"? It makes some really compelling <laughs> right. points. Right. Oh,
2: he also—he's also annoyed that he hasn't got access to a lawyer. So like he wants access to a lawyer in limbo. And I just wanted the judge to be like, "Yeah, oh, the the lawyers don't tend to stay here too long. They tend to get uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> they get filed pretty quickly, if you know they what get, I mean. Uh, suck through the gay portal, yeah." <laughs> I just wanted him to get some terrible public defender, like some angel who doesn't have his wings yet. Sorry, um, you're like my seven hundred and forty fifth millionth (laughs) case today.
2: Yeah, other guy who handled over uh, Alex Jones's uh, cell phone the opposite guy. That's you (laughs) guys.
1: So, but but just then we're sucked out of the courtroom because some dude pulled Sayako out of the way of the train. Now. I'll go ahead and let you, the listener, know that this is actually her college-age ex-boyfriend that just happened to be at that same train station. The movie's going to confuse the shit out of us thinking that they just met in this moment for a few minutes afterwards. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, very confusing. Also... The boyfriend will be mysterious and you're always thinking like the movie is going to explain that he has psychic powers too or he was informed of some kind of destiny, which is why he knows the things he knows and is the places he is. I'm going to let you down right now. Easy. The movie never explains any of that. He is just, I don't know where the plot goes. The character.
2: Yeah. To the point where he keeps apologizing for not having told later. We'll find out he's part of TSI and he keeps apologizing, for not having told her about TSI. And I probably should have told you about TSI earlier. We never find out what TSI stands nope. for at nope. any point. He <laughs> never tells us
1: what it is. It's the good guy cult, but he never tells us that. Yeah. yeah. The movie never explicitly states it. So, yeah, so they're having coffee together afterwards and like they're having like, thank you for saving me from dying in a train station coffee. And she's like, I know this is going to sound weird, but I saw the ghost of that suicidal reporter wandering around. And he's like, actually, you know what? I know a shockingly large amount about train ghosts. Let me draw you a diagram. <laughs> he has a diagram of the afterlife. Yep. He he draws it (laughs) on a napkin for her with the pen he has.
3: Now, I will say, to his credit, right? And the movie makes fun of this, but I I do want to point this out. It is the worst drawing representation of reincarnation Mm. I have ever seen. There are like nine arrows all pointing in various (laughs) directions. (laughs) Yeah. A human form, 16 labels.
2: And the human form isn't that human. It looks no. more like a gingerbread man than a human. Like well, right. a
1: gingerbread man that you let the kids make, Yeah, exactly. Right, you know, without a cut. A board game meeple, if you
3: will. Yes. Yeah, it,
2: <laughs> it looks like he's trying to explain the reincarnation of gingerbread men die. Like, look, when gingerbread men die, <laughs> some of their like ice decorations live on and they get reused on another gingerbread man or something. <laughs> That's what I thought was going on there.
1: So, yeah, but he's like, don't worry. I'm really kind of an expert in this. I can help you face down your your train ghosts. And she's like, I don't need your help. It's just act one. And so she storms away. Mm-hmm. And, and also, she very dramatically makes him think she throws the reincarnation napkin away. But she doesn't. She <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> And also, we introduce, as she's walking away from the scene, we introduce the fact that her little brother follows her around and takes pictures of her because he wants to be a reporter, too. That rapscallion. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that evening, we've got her at home. She's watching the news. People sure are seeing a lot of UFOs on the news. And then the news suddenly says, like, and we're also going to welcome for an interview now the man many are calling the Buddha of the 21st century, Mr. Arai. Okay, I just want to get out ahead of this right now. Okay, if you're a
3: cult leader and the whole prospect of your cult is I'm a guy who says I'm the reborn Buddha, why would you make a movie where a guy who says he's the reborn Buddha is the bad guy, right? I know Mm. they eventually come in and he's like, no, I'm actually the reborn Buddha. But you just wouldn't make that a villain
1: category At all, wouldn't you? (laughs) You wouldn't think. Well, so here's the thing. Okay, normally when in a movie, if you're introduced to a character that says he's the rebirth of the Buddha and has 2 million followers and all this stuff, you know you're dealing with the bad guy in the movie. With Happy Science Cult, I was like, all right, let's see how this plays out. He is the bad guy (laughs) of the movie. There's a different cult leader who also says he's the reincarnation of the Buddha. Who is? Who's the good guy? We will meet him later. Yeah, he's the real one, yeah.
3: This movie isn't about don't trust people who say they're Buddha. It's about trusting the right guy. Yes. (laughs) Right. Also, these movies are fairly well drawn as far as like animes go, but I don't know who they, I think they hired like a bicep drawing guy to draw Arai's face. (laughs) He was like, come on guys, give me my first chance to draw a character's face. And, uh, (laughs) And this is what we ended up with.
2: He also seems to be like twice the size of everybody else on screen. Like The interviewers mm-hmm. seem like tiny, tiny people compared to him as well. So they've got all the perspectives wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they're interviewing him and he's talking about how it's important to rely only on yourself and be very, very mean to others. And just then there's an earthquake all over Japan. And a light, like a lighting fixture in the studio falls. It's about to crush the interviewer to death but Mr. Arai, the bad guy cult leader, uses his telekinesis to stop it from falling.
2: Yes, yes, he does. And the thing is, at this point, I assumed the guy saying he was Buddha was like meant to be Ryo Akawa, the person who runs yeah. Happy Science. So I thought, okay, but Ryo Akawa, if you went on live TV and levitated heavy equipment, you would have convinced more people. Instead, yep. you went on self-produced DVDs and give 10-hour lectures in a monotone. <laughs> That's a very different feel. People aren't going to be persuaded by this. But this wasn't him. This was a different guy. No, no, this is bad guy power.
3: Right. And if you're wondering, okay, is the rest of the movie about the guy who just demonstrated psychic telekinetic powers on TV? No. Very little of
1: Japan will be converted to his cause by his (laughs) obvious demonstration of telekinesis. That's true. Yeah, you would have thought that would have more impact, but... I guess in this world, atheists stand in the court of the afterlife going, I'm not convinced. I don't know. So who knows? Being <laughs> held at arm's length by God trying to kick him in the stomach. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> but of course, Sayako is watching all of this on TV at home and realizes that Mr. Arai can also see the smoke demons that she can see. So the, the next day at school, she's with her like report, like uh, school newspaper group and they decide that they should send someone out to interview you know, the guy who did telekinesis on live television, I'm sure he's got slots open for high school newspapers, right?
2: <laughs> also, like, let's go and interview this wild cult for the school newspaper. I'm sure nobody in charge will stop us doing that. Yes. Amazing. Like, as if they're going to let the kids go and see this cult. It's mad. I mean, to be fair, they did. Yep. They did. They, <laughs> sure did. they did. Absolutely yeah. did do that. That's true.
1: Yeah. Sayako uh, uh, volunteers for it. She wants to know more about these smoke demons. So she goes for the interview and as she's waiting, you know, for time to go in, she gets a message from Yuki. That's the the ex-boyfriend character that says, hey, whatever you do, don't go to that cult where the guy did the telekinesis. That'll be very dangerous. And she messages back, fuck off. I'm going to go to the cult where the guy did the telekinesis.
3: Right. And hey, podcast listener, I don't want you to get excited that this will be a dangerous situation in any way, shape or form. He's just not the real Buddha. Yep. So
2: yeah, don't. Don't get yourself worked up. Yeah, the danger is she's going to be bored by a lecture. That is the the stakes that we've currently got going on. Don't go in there. He's super boring.
1: Right. Well, yeah, and that's what happens, right? She goes in for the interview and they're like, oh, great timing. He just started a lecture. And she's like, at the time we scheduled for an interview, how nice of him. Right. I never even thought of that. But yeah, what a dick move. Amazing. (laughs) So she goes in to watch his lecture. He's got a full house and his he's like the bad guy, right? So his entire lecture is, in order to be strong, the ends always justify the means. Weakness is a sin. You know, just like that for like three minutes. Right.
2: I really hope the entire audience thought they were getting an interview with him. He was just on TV. <laughs> All those people are like, hey, can we chat? He's like, yeah, could I? Absolutely, uh, yeah. Could, you know, could we o'clock? do it at like 3 p.m.? Yeah.
3: It's <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the great thing about this guy's quote-unquote evil lecture. As we'll talk about later in the movie, and I think we might have even teased it already, the eventual good guy's wisdom is going to be nonsense palaver. So when they have to do bad guy palaver, it's an even worse version of nonsense yes. palaver, right? Yes. He has to be like, you can kick a puppy if it's in your way. <laughs> <laughs> And he doesn't demonstrate telekinesis. Mm-mm, Imagine no. going to a telekinetic guy's lecture and he's just like, "You know, it's like Spock always said." <laughs> I would be the one guy getting kicked out
1: of that lecture being like, "Move shit with your head."
3: Yeah. Well, no, you're know, you throwing
2: stuff at him to see if he can <laughs> actually affect it. Yeah.
1: You wouldn't be the only one because Shunta does that, right? The little brother has been following his sister around to get like the scoop or whatever. So he's said this lecture he listens to like three minutes of this. And he's like, yeah, hey, he's not moving any shit with his mind. Fuck this. He yells
2: boo and leaves. Yeah. The kid is great. The kid is absolutely great. Also, the kid cannot enter into any room without sliding like Tom Cruise from Risky Business. which yeah. is also a lovely energy.
1: Right. Right. So, yeah, so he leaves and, and his way out of the building, Yuki is coming in. Right. And he's like, oh, you must be Sayako's little brother. Is she in there? And he's like, Yes. So Yuki goes to go in and the guards are like, no, you can't go in. And he's like, why? Everybody's, he's having a public fucking lecture. You're just letting everyone in. They're like, but not you for dramatic
3: reasons. (laughs) Because
1: we were menacing, menacing, menacing. Yeah. But he pushes his way in anyway and he grabs Sayako and he's like, we've got to get out of here. So they go to run. The security stops him. And Yuki says... Oh, you don't want to mess with me. There are TSI members waiting outside. And everybody's like, oh, TSI members. Everybody says TSI.
2: TSI, 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 (laughs) T-S motherfucking eyes. Everybody (laughs) seems to know what TSI is. We will never find out what TSI is.
1: Nope. We will never even learn what those initials stand for. But just then... Shunta accidentally knocks over a fire extinguisher, which is a secret Batman smoke bomb in Japan, apparently. Not a lot of people know
3: that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Marsh, keep that in mind for QED. If there are moments where I'm, you know, perhaps not on stage and I want to be, I just, I, I will be sitting <laughs> next to a fire extinguisher at all
2: points. Yeah, the fire safety equipment in QED does not need your permission to go off, Eli. <laughs> it goes off by itself. That's at true. It
1: That's true. That's what happens. I mean, why am I even going if not to pull fire off? <laughs> <Marsh? laughs> so yeah so they but they run away they get away and yuki explains that that guy isn't the real reincarnated buddha but just as he's saying that the little brother gets attacked by a demon yeah fart ghost okay so to be clear it's a tiny black fart cloud
3: that flies into his neck and he dies in the fun he's not dead but he falls down
1: in the funniest possible way
3: yes yeah Uh he does
2: he does.
1: Yeah, so they, they take him to the to the hospital. We cut to the hospital now. His dad's a doctor, the dad that we met earlier. So the dad's working on him. He has this gigantic demon tumor on his face. Greeter, yes. This
2: almost this almost is my best worst. This is the most hilariously ridiculous injury I have <laughs> ever seen committed to film in any way. It's a, it's a guy to the size of his head, and it's black. Oh, it's like he tried to swallow a giant or something yeah it's full yes. of ghosts yeah a bowling ball yeah this kid has got a <laughs> bowling ball in his throat
3: i wanted so bad for dad to try to drain it and just like a little bit of ghost starts
1: leaking out just like <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah but sayako blames herself right you know so that late that night dad's working he's studying up on demonic fucking goiters or whatever. Uh, what
2: does it look like? It, what does that look like from his? He's just scrolling through like <laughs> different colored swollen necks. No, that one's red. <laughs> his is more of a black color. It's probably something else. <laughs>
1: right. So, but, but Sayako interrupts him mid-googling and she sheepishly admits that she infected Shunta with a goiter because of the face demons she exposed him to.
3: It's my fault, Dad. I went to the wrong cult meeting. What did we say about going
1: to the wrong cult <laughs>
3: meeting? <laughs>
2: well, Always get the right, bud. Okay. <laughs> right.
1: Well, Dad, but Dad gives her this like screamy, like, we are atheists in this house, young lady kind of a speech and storms off.
3: He literally says, I despise all things <laughs> spiritual, followed by a thundercrack. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well, I'll tell you what, demonic goiters is just the tip of this iceberg, so we're going to pause long enough for you to catch up,
2: but we'll be back in a few minutes with even more of The Rebirth of Buddha. And so I said, Chablis, more like old woman's pee.
3: Oh, man, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Hey, guys, what's up? Oh, Penrose Hill ruined
2: Marsha's vacation to France. Our sponsor? How so? Uh, I'll tell you how, Noah. I love First Leaf because they make it easy to get personalized wine delivered on my schedule right to my door. And since I choose the day my shipment comes, I'm never stressing about missing a delivery. And every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. Well, how did that ruin your vacation to France? Because going to all those wineries lost its charm. Like sure, I think to myself as I sipped a delicious Merlot, this is good. But is this winery going to match award-winning bottles to my tastes just so I get just right wines in every shipment? No, they're not going to do that. And it just turned to vinegar in my mouth. It's true. Anna loved the box
3: they sent us to try when they became a sponsor so much that we immediately became customers. They find new wines for her to try and love on her schedule. Exactly. So smelly old friends just couldn't compete. Give your palate what it really wants with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash awful to sign up and you'll get your first six hand-curated bottles for just $44 and 95 cents. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T L-E-A-F dot com slash awful.
1: Tryfirstleaf.com slash awful. Awesome. Well, I, I'm sorry
2: I wrecked your vacation, dude. Uh, it's okay. Just as long as we never get a cheese sponsor, I'll I'll be fine. I think Heath's sample
3: demands would prevent that.
2: Oh, yeah. No, that's true.
3: (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me, Yuki. When I read my history book, I can see a manifestation of the pain inside of it. Please, this war
2: is so horrible. Oh, no. Has anyone seen my husband? I lost him in the war. It's so terrible. Quick, Yumi, try this.
3: Why, this is just paper. There's no feeling to it at all.
2: That's right. We knew the only way to help was to give you the only book written entirely without thought or feeling of any kind.
1: Well, what is it? It's Snooky's A Sure Thing. Ah, that tracks. <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. We're going to rejoin Sayako walking into the hospital her brothers in, seeing enough ghosts to put Haley Joel Osment to shame, right? Well, and it's amazing because, again, the ghost system in this movie
3: is that you're just bitching about the last, like, 45 seconds of your life. So it's just chock-a-block full of people being like, I'm very sick and at the hospital. Right.
2: And There's a ghost there who'd like, jonesing for just one more surgery, just a little one, just (laughs) to keep me going, just to put me on. And I thought, you know, I'm not loving this remake of Ghost, but it was a bold (laughs) choice to recast Whoopi Goldberg as a Japanese teenager. So I can see how it hasn't quite worked.
1: (laughs) My favorite is because apparently the happy science cult is against organ transplant. So there's one ghost that's just like, give me back my kidney to some organ uh, donor (laughs) recipient.
2: They're against the weirdest things. They're against the weirdest things. They're against transplants. We already learned that being suicidal makes you an evil person. Yep. They're very active, contemplating suicide makes you evil. They've got such weird hangups. Yeah. But just then, all the ghosts
1: see a brilliant light shining and run away from it because they can't handle it. It's... a it's marsh doing an australian accent and the actress from that chick's article from before
2: right yeah Yeah. it's not the light they're running away from it's the accent oh fuck it's an australian (laughs) get Get out of here you don't want to say blimey mate (laughs) okay here's the thing blimey (laughs) coba and we've
3: gone over this a lot of times when we reviewed these movies they hire relatively legit voice actors for these parts? Mm. Was it just like a yada, 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 I work too hard and I care too much thing in the job interview? Like, what made this, because I've never said like, I have an Australian accent in a professional sense, (laughs) right? There was a day where this guy came in and sat at a microphone and they were like, okay, we've got two hours in studio. You're going to be recording the Australian character's lines. And he was like, yes, here we go. And
2: they were like, Do you know what it is? I think, I think he sat down with the happy cult guys, the happy science cult guys, most of those are Japanese. I think they said, Can you do an Australian accent? And he heard Austrian. And he's like, Ooh, I can do an Australian accent. And he's like, okay, you do Australian accent now. He's like, oh, shit. shit, oh, crap. Gotta fake it. I, yeah. see,
1: I thought this was like a Quentin Tarantino type situation, right? Where he was the translator or whatever. He said, I'll do whatever accent
3: Ooh. I want, damn it. <laughs> it's, it's the head of the cult show you whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah, right,
1: right, yeah. <laughs> In case being Buddha didn't work out for him. So, no, but this is, again, it's the actress that we've established several times in the movie. Sayako idolizes this actress. She's got a spank bank amount. Like, literally, Marsh thought this movie was
2: going to be a lesbian romance between her and this actress, right? It's the only thing that made sense how much they'd set up, how, like, the the amount to which uh, Sakura wants to be with this actress. It was interesting this actress. So this this is the only thing that made sense. But then I forgot that I was watching a happy science film. It doesn't have to make sense. It has to not make sense. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's the key. The core of it.
1: But apparently, Mari Kumuro, that's the actress, she's a member of the good guy cult, which is TSI, which Yuki is also a member of. Yuki is the ex boyfriend. Keep up. And yeah. he has now set up a meeting between Mari Kumuro and Sayako, the, the main character.
3: Yeah. And they introduced their cult by being like, we're members of TSI. We spread the teachings of Buddha. And I wanted to be like, so Buddhists, you're Buddhists, and they're like, no, oh, no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> no. You know how Jews for Jesus aren't Jews? Follow <laughs> us, follow, come with us. Yeah, it's like that. There's also another really funny little line where they say, like, oh, this is this is the Buddha reborn, and someone says, in other words, the reincarnation of Buddha. I mean, like, in one other word. Right. That's not Other words, <laughs> that is one they're other right. word.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so they leave the hospital. They all go to a diner for some juice boxes, which is apparently a thing. That you do in Japan, right? And they're there to warn her about the dangers of Mr. Orion, his bad guy face tumor demon cult. Yeah. And she was actually a member of the bad guys' cult. He made her a famous actress. Yes, right. But then she like Leah Raminied him or something.
2: Yeah, she said, like you know, it was all terrible. I was mentally abused. I was made to feel worthless. I was left at my lowest ebb, and that's when I joined the right cult. I <laughs> left and joined <laughs> the correct right. cult because that is the best time to make good decisions about who you believe for the rest yeah. of your life.
1: Yeah, yeah. So then we, so, so we cut back to Shunta at the hospital, the little brother with the with the demonic goiter. And the actress, the Aussie, and Yuki show up there along with the good guy cult leader. This is where we're going to meet Ryuho Okawa's analog in the movie. This is Mr. Serrano,
3: right? Oh, my God. And I put a picture of this guy in our notes just as a quick reminder. If you have not done it, you should Google happy science cult leader and then watch a little of this movie to see how he visually <laughs> represented himself. It is
1: Bold, my friend.
3: Right, right. What's it the, is.
2: It absolutely is. Don't
1: go with a uh, current picture though, because he's seven months decomposed at the moment. But yeah, yeah, one of the pictures <laughs> from back when he was alive. But
3: if you do have a
2: current picture, not <laughs> we'll at gmail.com. in the notes,
3: especially of his feet.
2: <laughs> Are you going to update his Wikipedia page?
1: <laughs> I'm going to yeah. I'm going to make and update his Wiki feed page. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, but Mr. Serrano is there to explain that they have to remove the demonic face goiter by removing the three poisons of greed, anger, and foolishness. Yeah. And by the way,
3: he tries to go through them and he's like, greed, you know, fucking greed, anger, Also, very self-explanatory foolishness. I got a a good good twist
1: on this one. Foolishness is not believing in me. Right, yes,
4: exactly. (laughs) Well,
1: it's funny because I already had written in my notes at this point, it's incredible how little profundity it takes to be a cult leader these days. Little did I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the three poisons of the mind is going to be the best he
3: has, and it is nerd
1: good. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So yeah, so they start doing their like demonic exorcism of the fucking demon goiter. And I guess they convince the demon that he actually wants to join happy science cult so he can get out of hell.
2: Yeah, he's like, yeah, if you join the cult, you'll be allowed into heaven. And I really want the cult guy to be like lying to the demon. Like as soon as the demon gets out,
1: like, ah, <laughs> yeah, 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 gotcha.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fucking Ghostbusters break in right at that moment or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> So yeah, but he pulls the demon out. The demon goes into the Aussie guy and then the Aussie guy talks to him as the demon. I feel like they didn't discuss that beforehand. Like, I feel like he was just like, yes, come with me, Australian
3: guy. And he was like, oh, cool. Am I going to help with the procedure? And he's like, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm, sure in a way. Are, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, You're going to be a big part of it. Do a quick stretch of your neck, though. Just do a quick stretch just in case <laughs> Craig, it turns around
1: 360. Yeah. Yeah, but the face tumor disappears when the demon agrees to leave. And the doctor dad just can't believe it. And Mr. Serrano turns to him, he goes, "Uh, you have cancer that you're hiding from your family. And he's like, I do. And it won't impact the plot in any
2: way at all. (laughs) It's so bad. It's so bad. Because the thing is, first of all, Serrano is just like psychically cancer reading. And even if that was true, It's a dick move to just say that in front of the guy's entire family. And also... The guy hadn't told his family. He's got six months left to live, apparently. And he yes. didn't mention to his wife, I've got six months left. Not even in the sense of like, oh, what are you doing? You're booking that holiday to America next year. Um, <laughs> What's the That's return? Is it, get, go to <laughs> On booking.com. You can do the can cancel right up until the day before. Let's do <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> just in case. Yeah, it's the... a little more expensive, but you never know.
3: You know what? Let's cool. ring for the travel insurance, honey. Now I just. Uh... <laughs> okay. But I do want to be clear to the audience, though, that because he is magic, he has magic powers, he Mm -hmm. turns to the dad, he's like, you have cancer, he's like, yeah, I have six months to live, and the magic guy says, remember... During hard times, you've learned something and they never address the cancer again. He does not heal the dad. Nope. He does not comfort the dad. Nope. He's just like, yeah, sucks to fucking suck. But, you know, remember that uh, every cloud is a silver lining. bibbity, bobbidi boo <laughs> Well,
1: but even worse than that, he implies that he has cancer because he wasn't thinking happier thoughts through his life and he's been a filthy atheist this whole time. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so they leave the hospital like, you know, proud of a job well done. Sayako chases after them and asks Mr. Serrano why she sees demons and ghosts and shit. Right? And he's like, oh, well, that is the plot of the next two-thirds of the movie, actually. <laughs> well,
3: he says, he says, you have a mission. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be clear, having made it to the end of this movie, her mission has Absolutely nothing to do with her ability to see ghosts and spirits and
2: shit. It doesn't. And also, and we'll come to it, her mission is very much to be there while stuff happens. Right. Because she doesn't do anything, does she? No. No. He does.
1: Yeah, right. Her mission is to, like, fucking read a letter he wrote, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then we cut to a Japanese street fair that looks fucking amazing. Everybody's dressed up in like traditional Japanese garb and everything looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's cool. And this is uh, Yuki and Sayako. They're they're going on a date. They were broken up, but they're rethinking it now. She brought her little brother because he's a character. To
2: the date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice.
1: And this is the first of like 16 scenes where Yuki is going to apologize for not telling her about his good guy cult earlier.
2: Yes, right. I'm, I'm sorry for not telling you about TSI. Like, for example, what those letters mean, and I will <laughs> never, ever do that. Well, right. when we go on a date
1: with Yuki,
3: he'll probably apologize to us, Marsh, for never telling us what those <laughs> oh, right. mean. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> but...
3: The amount of specific knowledge he had, it does feel like it deserves more than a casual apology, right? Like, it wasn't just, oh, I should have told you about TSI. It's like, oh, I should have told you about TSI and also our enemy cult and also the fact that our enemy cult has a special demon fart power, which will infest your brother (laughs) if you
2: go to one of their lectures. Like, right, because she thanks him. She thanks him for what he did. But what she means is saving me from the boring lecture, not saving her little brother's life. Yeah, right. And I've just realised. I think there's a reason he's not told them what TSI stands for. I think it sa- it stands for something incredibly silly, and he's just too embarrassed. It's like, no, we're the we're the Spooky Investigators. The what? <laughs> <laughs> the what? Yeah, no, f- forget I said anything. <laughs>
3: Sorry. We we um we were originally an offshoot of the Scooby Doo gang, and I don't know how. <laughs> It was like a, a Hanna-Barbera merger thing to get the animation. Cr- I, I, I can't. Say
2: we it. were we were going to get like a. We were promised there was going to be a deal on like the History Channel or the Discovery Channel. <laughs> right after we were going to walk around with those ESP meters, but then it fell through, and we were stuck with, yes. the, with a lot of t- a lot of t-shirts we couldn't ship. Yeah.
3: <laughs> at least we aren't called Skeptic Magazine, right? I mean, I think we can all agree that there are worse
2: mistakes you could make in branding. I mean, we are called the Skeptics. So, <laughs> uh, totally totally very fair. different. Totally <laughs> different. Well, the only way that we differ from Skeptic magazine is in the name, obviously.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, but of course, they're having this lovely date trying to catch goldfish when, damn it, if a bunch of UFOs don't show up to ruin their good
3: time. I just wrote my notes. fuck yeah, Happy Science Cult, because I will say, a running theme of Happy Science Cult, like some kind of, uh, you know, magical psychic lover, every time I ever start to get bored in a Happy Science Cult movie, they're like, And then aliens attack. And I'm like, oh, you know me so well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this a bunch of UFOs line up and start Independence Daying the fuck out of the
2: city. They're running from laser beams. I feel like that's a losing effort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we've all got Independence Day as the comparator there because initially they were lining up like space invaders. Mm-hmm. I thought, Oh, just play. and literally, I literally was writing. I hope they start ha- attacking horizontally at slowly increasing speed. <laughs> and then, Bam! They blew up the entire fucking city. It's like okay, okay, you got me. That movie did not see it coming. <laughs> if only the space invaders had thought of that. Yeah, and I did write my notes at this point run away from the aliens magic schoolgirl who sees evil suicide ghosts is where we are in this movie that is where <laughs> yeah, we are mm-hmm. in this that movie that is where yes. we are
1: <laughs> so yeah but Yuki saves her he's like stay here I'll go back and save your brother and, and we're all like why would that place be any safer from the laser explosions than anywhere else it's like that doesn't matter it doesn't
2: matter and also why does she hold on to him for 20 further seconds staring at him just to give like the lasers a head start on the little brother I guess <laughs> it's like wait wait and got like doctor strange in infinity wallet not yet not yet not yet <laughs> now <laughs> you gonna Yeah, the right, book. right. But yeah, so Yuki
1: runs off to find Shunta. The lasers are coming right for her. She's about to explode, but just then there are glittery flower petals that show up also mm-hmm. and they take out the UFOs. Well, they're taking out the UFOs
3: and then they combine together and turn into a giant lotus flower. Lotus yes. flower? Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. All the UFOs first come together into a mothership, and then the petal, angel, glitter sort of things turn that UFO demon mothership into a giant lotus flower. It's very hard to describe this. It's very, very difficult. To like I would, you, you know, you get the um the subtitles for like the visually impaired, or like the, the sorry the audio descriptions for the visually impaired. I don't want to be the guy who has that <laughs> job on this movie. <laughs> All right, let me light another cigarette. Hold on. (laughs) I think you'd need three of them talking at once just to cover all the stuff that's going on in real time. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, and, and of course, as this is all happening, Sayako is pointing to all of it. So everybody around her starts saying, oh, look, that young girl is fighting the UFOs with her magical lotus petals. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, no,
2: obviously. Right. And that that's all started by an old guy who shouts at first, that girl's fighting the UFOs. But I think it's just that that old guy recognized he looks so much like an alien. He just wants to get it down on the record which side <laughs> that he's on. I'm, I'm not clear. with those guys. I'm a yeah. different alien. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and to be fair, when he says that, when all the people start saying that, she's like, did I do that? And the movie's like, "I, I we genuinely don't know. Did you do that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We, we all thought you had ghost seeing powers and apparently mm. now you have pedal based laser powers. Can you just sort of cohese
1: slightly as a character? Or, or does she? Right. Because then we cut to Mr. Serrano in a tower nearby, like meditating. Like, so did he do it or did she do it?
2: And he's not doing enough to make it look like he's the one who did it. So I thought, is he watching her doing it? Or is he doing it and giving her credit? Like, what? why would this movie not make that clear? Right. Is, I have no idea why they wouldn't clarify that for us. Fucking baffling. Imagine being the person who wrote the first draft of this script. Like, you've written this, <laughs> and you've got to show it to other human beings. And you're going to be like, okay, I know there's parts of it that, that don't work and don't hang together well. But hear me out. There's some ideas in here. And they go like, yes, that's yes, all Yes, exactly it. that. Done. And now, it no changes. Yeah, it's divinely inspired. Or, or they've got a writer's room, but the writers weren't talking to each other over Zoom and they each did a scene. And like, okay, so I'm just showing you the kind of thing that I can do. And they're like, okay, this work's done. It all comes together.
1: Or maybe the writers just communicate as well as the people doing the dubbing and the subtitles communicate. It could be that as well.
3: <laughs> sure, yeah. All
1: right, so the next day, the government is having, I don't, I don't know what's fucking happening. Honestly, I'm having a cigarette with the guy doing the fucking visually impaired stuff, right? It's a TV show, but it's also a government panel that has decisive powers to do. But they've assembled this panel of people to talk about the UFO attack and decide what they're going to do as
2: a government. And that panel do not know what's going on. They've, they've convened a panel of people who have no idea what's going on. No. That is what they've got here.
1: No, they've got uh, one of Mr. Ori's lackeys. They've got a couple of experts insisting it's a hallucinogen. They've got a fucking Native American medicine woman there
2: Who shouts objection like she's in a courtroom. Yes. Which is, yep. What's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. I also, I really like how the representative of the evil Buddha guy is taking credit for thwarting the alien attack. And it's like, ah, so that's where Mysterio got his plot from Far From Home from. Oh, He got it from this. Yeah, it all exactly makes sense. Obviously, yeah, no, of
3: course. Ripped yeah. it off. Also, we should just point out that the Native American lady, and this is pretty common in anime an incredibly problematic oh, representation yes. of Native mm. American oh, yeah, people. Yes. It is it is not good. It is a, I'll say, if you printed this out and put it somewhere, like a grown-up would have a talk with you about it, and you couldn't <laughs> go back
1: there. <laughs> so, yeah, but Mr. Arai's lackey is like, yeah, well, actually, Mr. Arai defeated the, it was him that did the lotus flower things, and the news lady is like, actually, according to the internet, it was this girl that we see here in this kimono.
2: Who fought the UFOs. Right. And so this is the thing. Like, they've convened a panel of experts and then they're reading to them uninformed audience comments. So, Okay. <laughs> right. They got this bit of TV news right. The, the, the movie yeah. got this right well, about TV no, news. So that's fair.
1: That's fair. <laughs> but they're like, yeah, though the whole internet says it was this girl and we
2: got a fax also about why the they fuck did they right. bring that up? And they've got proof. They're like, a girl in a kimono warded off the alien attack. And we have proof that a girl has worn a kimono. That's what you've got proof (laughs) of, that that, that there is a girl in a kimono. Yes. And the picture of her in the kimono, it isn't very, they've blurred her face to protect her anonymity, but it's not very well blurred. But to be fair, Special effects people in Japan aren't used to blurring people's faces. Right, that's all they say. Their their (laughs) industry of blurring is
3: they are really allowed to half ass it Er, because they they are are, needed in some areas and (laughs) not
1: nothing. Well, and in in the movie, they even have to acknowledge that, right? Because they're like, here's the girl who uh, saved us from the UFOs. We've blurred her face to blur her identity. And we're like, well, you didn't blur it very much. And then we cut to her friends at school going, hey, Sayako, that's obviously you.
2: Yes. (laughs) And her friends are so enthusiastic and supportive. And I wrote Eli, if I ever ward off into planetary aliens while wearing my nicest kimono, I want you to be this supportive, (laughs) this much of (laughs) a cheer squad for me.
1: Yes, I say if when I, I don't promise
3: much on this show, Marsh, but absolutely with my whole heart. I mean, you'll probably grant yourself as interplanetary alien fighter offer. So I don't know. I don't know
2: if you need me to do it. But. I'm giving that award to somebody else this year. Stop Maybe going out about it. We'll it's going see. to we, else. A,
3: we don't know who won we'll yet. We don't we'll know. find out. So okay, so, okay. <laughs> I'm coming to keep you honest. That's why I'm coming in person, so I can stand up and object if once again.
1: So okay, so the next day, Sayako shows up late to meet Yukio for fucking cult church, right? And she's
2: dressed as like a nineteen sixties it girl, or <laughs> or if you if you pick the steam train driver character in an arcade fighting game, but like your friend also picked <laughs> them
3: and she's in the alt costume. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: I have her down as
3: World War One gunner.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sexy World War One gunner is what they're going for. here. And he says, why are you dressed like that? She's like, well, you know, everybody in the media wants to interview me because of the alien fighting and the improper face blurring. And he's like, oh, right on. Well, let's go into this church full of, you know, hundreds of people and shit. I'm sure that won't cause a problem in here. (laughs) And I just have to point out how fucking hilariously similar the bad
3: cult and the good cult are. Keep in mind, they drew this movie. They weren't even confined by reality nope. right and yet the bad cult and the good cult are differentiated only by which guy who says he's buddha is standing at the podium right
2: yes like they could switch the scenes out and nobody would notice if you just switch those scenes around They'd be like okay yeah that makes sense he's the good guy now
1: yeah. oh and we get six minutes of just problem i like i sat there cleaning (laughs) resin out of my bowl the whole time it was so funny it it was like it was the the most verbose possible way of saying live laugh love is what it was yes
2: like i feel like if i'd have skipped this scene and then you asked me to like Give a book report presentation on it with me not having seen it. Yeah. I'd have been able to guess this verbatim like You nailed it. Is yeah. truth. Yeah. Not darkness, <laughs> um, enlightenment, heart, true self, truth. You could put this
3: scene together with the responses everyone's ever given to a direct question on Be Reasonable, so I feel like that's kind of cheating.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That is fair.
3: (laughs) I wrote in my notes, I've never been a woman who one of Heath's childhood friends is trying to fuck at our
1: pajama party, (laughs) but now I know exactly what the experience is like. (laughs) So, yeah, so... so they get done with her she really likes it it's really fucking good she's very excited about that she's going home but her brother catches her and he says hey there's you know a ton of fucking reporters outside of our house all trying to get an interview with you what are we going to do so she calls the actress friend and the actress is like why don't you come to my network and give a press conference there's literally, like she's hiding from report. There's 400 reporters right there. Why would she go elsewhere to give a fucking press conference? <laughs> yeah. Well, now we know she was just waiting for a big
3: enough screen. It, it wasn't that she didn't want to give a press conference. She just didn't want to give a half assed one. Right, you know.
1: Right. She knew to make sure she could use somebody else's makeup girl. Yeah. No fucking four
2: seasons home and garden for her. <laughs> <laughs> also, she's told she has to, she should tell the truth about what happened, but like, What truth could she possibly tell? I watched it and I couldn't tell the truth about what happened. What hope does she have? (laughs) Right. I pointed at
1: the UFOs and there were lotus flowers. Honestly, like, why don't you listen to this poor guy who did the uh, audio captions for the visually impaired? He put us all into this (laughs) shit. But yeah, but Yuki picks her up to drive her over there. And of course, while they're driving over there, the two of them make up and they fall in love again.
2: Right, because he spent ages like ignoring her and nagging her and sort of bringing it down, and now she's totally into him. He is learning from this cult. He's got a lot of lessons he's picked up from how to be in a cult.
1: Yeah, and doesn't he though? All right, well, I'll tell you what, it seems that we've more or less resolved the grooming plot line and not in the way we were hoping for, so (laughs) I need another break. Uh, But first, let me get back through the hard sell. Will this movie ever explain why or how Arai had access to an army of UFOs? Will this movie simply move on as though UFO attacks were a common occurrence in Japan? How hard can I go fuck myself? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the bafflingly protracted conclusion of The Rebirth of
0: Buddha. This
2: podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Right. And then if Mike's flight gets in at three, we can get him to the hotel in the same car as Tim. Hey, hey Marsh. How's it going? Oh, God, I'm just getting ready for QD. You know, it's such a busy time. That's true. Less than a week. And you guys are selling digital tickets this year. You must have racing thoughts. Sorry, racing thoughts? Yeah, you know,
1: just the constant worries. The feeling that you're not doing something right, where you jump up in the middle of the night to
2: check and recheck work that you've probably already done. Uh, no, 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 none of that. None of that. Um, But, it, but if you, if you were dealing with that, you might want to try better help. BetterHelp? You mean therapy is good for racing thoughts? It sure is. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So, no awkward therapist breakups? No awkward therapist breakups. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash awful today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash awful. All right, Marsh, thanks. So, so what do you think about in the run-up to QED?
1: Probably about how much he wishes he could give himself Skeptic of the Year again, right? No, yeah, that tracks.
3: <sighs> I hate you guys. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to meet Grandmaster Smith. I know, his wisdom is legendary. Hello to both of you. Hello, Grandmaster Smith. Is it true that Master Arai is secretly a
1: demon? It is. But you will defeat him with the eternal truth that I shall give you now.
2: Ah, we are ready, Grandmaster. Be nice. Sorry?
1: Master? I, I know, my wisdom is as mind-blowing as it is practical But it is important that you do so in a way that is kind and good For your goodness and kindness shall make all that you do nice
2: Right, got it, be nice, great start Um, anything else? Yeah, uh, maybe something a little more obscure mm, I
1: see, I think you are ready for my deepest wisdom Yes, we are Do not let lies prevent you from seeing the truth. The truth is that which is true, and lies are not true, not in the slightest. Seriously? Come on! What? I'm giving you guys good stuff here. No, you're not. This is like the most basic
3: and banal good advice I've ever gotten. Yeah,
2: it feels like you just got this from a a poorly written fortune cookie.
1: Ah, so you know of the cookie of destiny. God damn it. You guys, you guys want to add in bed at the end? That can be fun. It's fun. No. oh. <laughs> and we're back for still more of this shit. We're going to rejoin the action with Mr. Arise storming into a television station ready to enact his next master plan after the UFO thing went wrong. He's got a new one. Yeah. This is a hijacking the airwaves based plan.
3: <laughs> yeah. Now to be clear, it appears that all it took to hijack all the televisions in Japan was to punch one guy in the stomach yes at this TV station. TV yes, station.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, apparently he's got like a fight club project mayhem thing going on, like he's positioned henchmen in every section of society to to deliver that stomach punch at any given moment yeah, to right. anybody who needs it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so he gets on the air. They're like, you know, now a message from Mr. Arai, who is the rebirth of
2: Buddha. And he gets on the air and he's like,
1: huge fucking tsunami is going to hit Japan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the thing is as well, right? You've got the henchman who introduces him, and then he steps to the side, and the evil Buddha guy is sat behind him in a big chair. And I thought, so was he sat behind him the whole time? Because now I really want to watch <laughs> their tech rehearsal where he has to figure out how close to the camera he needs to stand in order to completely obscure the guy in the chair <laughs> right. behind him. Mm-hmm. Now, we can still, don't move your arm. I can see you under your armpit now. You have to keep your arms by your sides.
3: See, now in my head, they brought the chair. Right. They were like, no, no, it's weird for me to be standing this long. I want to sit, but like in casual,
2: f- I don't want everyone to be freaked out. I want them it's, to just know what's going on. Right. Because the thing is, we're going to cut over a set in a second to a newsreader who's confirming all of this. And then when we cut back, we realize the newsreader is in the same room, the same studio. Yes. Well, he's at a normal news desk, lit normally. And then just to his right, this big evil chair with scary, evil light, light, lighting. And that makes me think, was that always the news studio? Or did they come in and do a paint job and a lighting job to the other side of the, the, the new studio and be like, yeah, don't worry about this. During the 1 p.m. news, you're like, I know we're doing some painting, but like, it's fine. It's not, you don't <laughs> need to worry about this at all.
1: Well, and all of this complex blocking is made all the more insane <laughs> by the fact that the message he's trying to deliver is that a tsunami is going to hit Japan in 10 minutes. Now, he starts explaining at length why and how he knows this. I feel like you Summarize quickly but that's not mm. something happy science cult movies can do and then the weather guy cuts in and he's like oh no he's right uh, there's a, there is a there is tsunami coming so I guess his master plan was to fucking scoop the weatherman by
2: two minutes <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> also I feel like tsunami is not a cool plot point in Japan right <laughs> no
2: no absolutely no
3: I feel like they would be not... That would be like being like, there are two towers here in town that we're going to...
1: Right, right. It would be like Barbenheimer, actually. But
2: yeah. And the thing is like, first of all, it's a 10-minute warning for a tsunami, Right. Because like, don't, tsunamis normally follow earthquakes. It feels like 10 minutes is either way too long or nowhere near long enough. But 10 minutes seems like an oddly, like they've hit the sweet spot of exactly how long it shouldn't be that you can predict a tsunami. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I, was,
3: I get under a desk and then watch TikTok for nine minutes. It just it doesn't exactly. feel right.
2: <laughs> and he says, you know, and there's a tsunami coming at 800 kilometers an hour. And I thought, oh, okay, that feels way too fast. That feels very specific. So I paused the film at this point and I checked, and apparently, 800 kilometers an hour is how fast tsunamis can actually go. So uh, huh. this movie checks out. Yeah, thought, no, no, no. It's it's like everything, everything, yeah, everything actually Happy is correct. Column.
1: And then, of course, he, he breaks it to the people watching at home that if they want to survive the tsunami, they have to, quote,
2: surrender your minds, end quote. Yeah. Or just climb onto the roof of your building. Oh, right, you You know fine. it's either coming.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, I love we cut to like fucking Japanese Jim Cantore going, like, yeah, no, actually, I think we should surrender our minds to the sky. I'm near the shore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, isn't this where they say you need to evacuate to higher grounds? It's like, yeah, higher spiritual grounds. Am I right? <laughs> <You're> right. That's, <laughs> a, that's a whole, what he means. But then the water starts pouring into the studio. So, okay. So, so the TV studio was on the ground floor. Again, that seems a weird choice. So right? Like, you don't put that... like That's, that's <laughs> second or third level, surely.
3: <laughs> no. Don't worry, Marsh. They will later show that it is very much
1: not on the ground floor. <laughs> no. so don't, they,
3: they also... None, none, of this,
1: none of this really adds up. Yeah. So meanwhile, Sayako, Yuki, and Shuntar are showing up at a different news network, right? Because they were going in to give their their press conference... She's seeing a fuck ton of panic ghosts, right? The ghosts are like the smoke demons are entering people and making them panic about the tsunami.
3: Yeah, now they're kind of Scientology thetans for some reason.
2: (laughs) And so this is where we see the tsunami happening and it is a massive tsunami. It is so much bigger than all of the skyscraper buildings. And I thought, okay, I'm uh, pausing this film again because, you know, any fucking excuse to pause this film and not be watching (laughs) it at this point. So, okay, well, how tall is this tsunami wave comparatively in this animation? So I was like, okay, well, that that plaza building in the distance, that's got to be like twice the height of the building next to it. So this plaza building has 15 floors, which means the, the one next to it is at least 30 stories tall that's like five six hundred feet and the the tsunami wave is so much bigger than that that can't be true so i googled the height of the average tsunami apparently tsunamis aren't taller than 100 feet tall but the tallest tsunami ever recorded was in alaska in 1958 which was 1700 feet tall jesus so it can be bigger than that building so again this movie checks out this is all perfectly plausible at this point
3: All right. Now, Marsh, I've always had a theory that if you just dived into a tsunami, you'd be fine. Did you do any Googling to find out that if you just like (laughs) ran towards (laughs) it, it would pass through you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Point break style.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, but the demons are possessing everybody, making them panic. Because you know how people really need help panicking when there's a (laughs) 1,700-foot tsunami coming at them at 800 kilometers an hour. But what we're learning here is that it's there's actually no tsunami at all this is a group hallucination based on some level of that, like what we we like we like manifest things into the world by thinking about them or fearing them concept. Sure. Yeah,
2: exactly. And the only way to survive this tsunami, like in reality, is to join the happy science cult and see through it. So yes. that basically she needs to get on TV and just like bang on about the happy science cult. So the solution to this massive catastrophic event is awareness. Like it's fucking corny 2012, like and share, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Knowing is all the battle, actually. As it turns oh out. man, if Yukio
3: ends up jerking off on a parked car, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is
2: Japanese anime. It could well, still yeah, go. Yeah. No, no, there we go. Real a really good. There chance. will be tentacles. I've seen that video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, they get to the network, and the actress chick Murray is like, "Yeah, you need to run to the studio and broadcast the truth quick. The goons are after you. So there's some goons after them, right?" Luckily, Yuki and Mari are both karate masters now. Yeah, 100%. So they fight off the bad guys. Sayuka and Shunta run off. There's still some bad guys right on their tails, but don't worry. The problematic Native American shaman lady is there to use her Native American powers. She also to force push them has a
3: force push, right? And they say to her, "This is fucking insane." They go, "Why did you help us?" And she goes, "I don't know what's going on." And I wrote in my notes. <laughs> the <laughs> Diane Feinstein story. Okay, we're figuring this out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, no, because she actually did something to help. So it's not the dying fight. Well, right, it's not, right, right, <laughs> It's Nothing
1: corrupt at all about this. So meanwhile, all the Japan's losing their shit over the coming tsunami and the accompanying earthquakes and lightning. There's a giant ghost sperm shadow floating through the world that we see at length. Yeah. But then Sayako walks into the studio and... And they're like, she's like, I need to get on the news and say something. And they're like, that's how it works. Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, all of the, all of every single channel in Japan are broadcasting the same thing. There's a tsunami. It's chaos. But this, newsroom is weirdly calm like they're watching japan get destroyed but he he's mostly seemed annoyed that he's gonna be slightly late for commercials that's the level of energy he's bringing to it right
3: and i want to point out it is actually even dumber than i have a message i want to read on the news she just says to the producer i have a message for you from the actress lady who runs the tv show and his answer is read it on the air right now i was like man (laughs) I'm sure glad her message wasn't like, I've got super bad diarrhea today, so we need to delay the show by 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, so they're like, oh, no, you're the girl from the kimono whose face we didn't really blur out at all. Mm. We'll put you on the air. Everybody will love to see that right in the middle of a tsunami. As far as they know, right in the middle of a fucking tsunami, we're just going to have a puff piece about the girl in the kimono. Right. This would be
3: like if nine eleven, they had just cut to a message from the I Love Turtles kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but yeah, so the, the cameras come out. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know what to say. But luckily, Serrano sprinkles into a spiritual existence in her imagination or whatever, and he like mansplains what to say to her. Yes, she's a microphone. Yes. Yeah. Right, so much so, just so that like no woman would have anything to say in this movie, we're hearing his
2: voice over top of hers saying all the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. The, the big solution here is for an apparently fuckable school child, which is where we're going with this, to literally be the attractive mouthpiece for a cult leader. And she tells everyone everything. They don't listen. And so... He, he then starts to talk over her. She said it all. Nobody listens. So now a man is going to repeat it and they're going to think he's had a great idea. That is what's right, happening. Exactly, yep. yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. So, but she tells everybody or he tells everybody, depending on how you look at it, that they all have to stop thinking about the tsunami. And if they meditate and live, laugh, love better, it'll go away and it won't hit Japan. So everyone does.
3: Everyone does, yeah.
2: All it took was for a girl to go on live TV and say, Nuh-uh. Yes. And people are saved. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: Her grand mission. It's like the COVID vaccine. All it took was someone to go on stage. (laughs) (laughs) And then a, a golden wave of happy thoughts washes over the country and saves the day. We get... Arai very upset about this. We get me even more upset that there's somehow still 30 minutes left in this <laughs> fucking movie.
2: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And Arry's version of being upset is miming, wanking off two guys into his face while making hard eye contact down the camera lens to assert dominance, apparently. That is how he's enriched.
3: <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I, I do it too. <laughs> By the way, for those who were checking in on Marsh's level of insanity at this point in the movie, he was at this point trying to define scientifically how the multicolored rings of light we're affecting the evil right. Woo-
1: <laughs> 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 no, that's fair. <laughs> I just want to point out that in like three different occasions in the news, while talking about this ostensible high school girl at the center of this movie, the newscasters are like, and this beautiful girl helped save the day. I just think that's a weird commentary to on Yeah,
2: absolutely. They keep emphasizing how fuckable this child is. It's so weird on live TV news. Yeah, yeah. So that we cut to
1: Mr. Arai, like screaming into his empty headquarters about how much better it could have been in a way that just screams, here comes a musical number. <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: it's, I'll get you next time Inspector Gadget is what <laughs> yeah, he says. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> But
1: then Satan shows up Like in in voiceover Or I don't know The demon that possesses him Shows up and goes Yeah man You really fucked this up You really fucked this
2: up Yeah He's talking to the disembodied Voice of authority Like it's the end of an episode Of Mork and Mindy And he's (laughs) summing things up Except except at the end of an episode of Mork and Mindy, Mork wasn't then filled with the displaced spirits of suicide victims. Well, yeah. Well, j- just one. Actually, oh, just Jesus one. Jesus Christ. Oh, dude, come on. <laughs>
3: too far, Marsh. Get out.
2: Get out. That's yeah. too far here. I got off a I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting to make a Robin Williams suicide joke until the end of that sentence and then suddenly it was there on the page. Yeah, I, no, I, was there. Yeah, yep. I get it. Yeah.
1: I get it. All right. So, yeah. So the, the news is obsessed with her. They're calling her the savior. We get her sneaking out of her high school right, like, you know, trying to stay away from the reporters when a demon sneaks up and
2: attacks her. So
1: we cut immediately from there to the cops telling
2: the parents that she's gone missing. And it'd be so weird if if it was just that she's dead because they said they found some (laughs) of her personal effects. It'd be great if she was just dead. It'd be brilliant.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted them to talk about how attractive she was. And, and I can't emphasize enough that she's an attractive young woman. We will do nothing. We will stop at nothing to find
1: her. I mean, look, if she was, you know, we probably wouldn't do it. But she's yeah. really a
3: good looking kid. So yeah, we're right, going right. to give it her
1: all. Now, so so Shunta, by the way, the little brother, he's watching baseball on TV. That's going to matter in a second. Meanwhile, we get Serrano and the Aussie and Mari all talking about how, well, this is obviously... You know, Mr. Arise, work, this is a bad guy thing. And we're like, well, fucking duh. Right. Yeah. They explain that because she has stopped two evil plans now, if people purify
3: their minds, less people will go to hell and the devils will lose their place to live. Yes. And I'm just picturing like the devil putting up a GoFundMe on their Facebook. (laughs) Hey, friends, you know, I never do this. I mostly just inhabit people with
2: anxiety, but it's been a terrible couple of months. I also have cash habits. Well, I was thinking it was the opposite thing. It's like, yeah, if people go to hell, if fewer people go to hell, the devils will lose their place to live. Yeah, but if more people go to hell, the area is going to start filling up with like coffee shops and brunch places. And then the rents in hell are going to go up. Yeah. Yeah, the the demons can't (laughs) afford it anymore.
3: They're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah. Oh my god. Just a demon waiting behind me at Starbucks. Oh my god, they have oat milk. You they, they have all the milks that they have on the website. Just order. God damn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then just then on the baseball game on TV, we see Mr. O'Reilly rising up on the passenger version of the probe droid from Empire Strikes Back? We found it, everybody. There's the tentacles.
2: I knew this movie was going (laughs) to give us tentacles eventually. I I think he's hijacked the floating platform and bison rides in the Street Fighter (laughs) film. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. okay, there you go.
3: He never acknowledges that his giant floating platform has tentacles Mm-mm. in the entire film. he's just like hello everyone i have an announcement and i'm like we're not going to talk about the platform we're not <laughs> yeah, right. talk. this is why i need to be in the movie throw something use your psychic powers and also shout in
2: that baseball stadium like
3: what the fuck's up with your platform man it's got tentacles they don't seem to be functional helping it fly <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a reason he doesn't take questions at the end of his speech cuz he yeah. knows that every single question is going to be, be about the tentacles <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, and he's like, I, we have a big announcement. He's got Sayako with him. He's like, Sayako, the beautiful high school girl that all of your newscasters keep talking about how fuckable she is, she's with me and she's going to tell all of you who the real reincarnation of the Buddha is. Right, And then he turns to her and he's like, tell him it's me or I'm going to blow everybody
3: up. I feel like you have this conversation backstage, Mr. O'Reilly. This is very
2: amateur. Yeah, his plan is for her to say under very, very obvious duress and threat of death that he's a super good guy in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody can see the threat. Well, he's riding a black vehicle with tentacles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're working against yourself here, man. You're outsmarting yourself, Mr. O'Reilly. Yeah, and so just then Yuki and Mari and the cops all show up and they yell at him, let her go and stop insulting the name of the
2: Buddha. Yeah, let, let her go. And also like secondary request, more of a side request, if anything, stop bad-mouthing Buddha. But like, it's it's the let her go mostly is what I'm here to say.
1: Right. So yeah, so he's she's like, the real Buddha is, the real Buddha is, and then she flashes back to the entire movie because- The of- entire, mo- I was impressed. Yeah. yeah. 'Cause we, we get a lot of flashback in the happy science cult films, but
3: she does the whole thing. I thought yes. for a second I thought I had hit like play from beginning on YouTube. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like when you show up late into a football game on Amazon or whatever and it's like, Do you want to summarize all the important plays? Oh yeah, yeah, no, please. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, please, thank you.
2: Yeah, but the way she goes on about, like, the real Buddha is she slow rolls it. Like, she's going to reveal that the real Buddha is the winner of X Factor this year. (laughs) And she's just, like, winding up the tension. Trying to open up the
1: envelope. Yeah, Turns out to be Rudy
3: Giuliani in a costume. Ken Jeong walks off stat.
1: (laughs) 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 But she goes, the real Buddha is Serrano, who no one in the stadium would have ever heard of. And Arai gets so mad that he knocks her over with his demon kinesis. Luckily, Yuki catches her, so her 300-foot fall is not really problematic. I mean, yeah, it's fine because he catches her, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
2: runs and he catches her from a 300-foot fall, which is like a third of a tsunami's height. And he still manages <laughs> to catch her. <laughs> yeah, no, but she's fine. Well, no,
1: she's not actually. Her spirit has been taken out of her body by the demon Kinesis. Right. right. He he holds it up like he stole her Barbie. Right. made her soul,
3: but he's just like, uh uh uh, still got it. And he's also like trying to keep the crowd here, which I love. Yes. He's like, Hey everybody, um What she meant to say. Sorry, she said the other guy. <laughs> um <laughs> Please ignore the very obvious demon tentacle craft. I said hands down, not taking questions about the tentacle
1: craft. <laughs> well, and he goes like, "I'm the Buddha," is what she meant to say. And then everyone we hear all the people in the crowd going, "Well, maybe he is the Buddha. Actually, it would make a lot of sense if he was the Buddha. You Why you would the Buddha, have a Buddha having like a tentacle was, craft?" <laughs> <about him. laughs> So he commands everybody to all stand up and celebrate his Buddhahood. But just then Serrano shows up to fucking God fight him.
2: We have a Buddha fight. Buddha excited! Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> which, like, so how this how this fight goes like bad Buddha sends out some dementors from Harry Potter a good mm-hmm. Buddha magic a sword out of nowhere and like scythes all down yep. then bad Buddha sets himself on fire which to be honest pretty on brand for Buddhists so <laughs> yeah <made> that <laughs> one.
3: <laughs> at one point he grabs his force stick like I I'm, I want to be very clear at one point. Bad Buddha, there's just like a black shadow rod, which is yes. surprisingly fuzzed out. He squeezes it, and Serrano's like, ooh And you know? I was like, okay! <laughs> Four stick squeezing. I guess if you're the bad Buddha, that is in play. Right,
1: right. No, yeah, he throws all his like black smoke dicks out at the crowd, and then Serrano makes these comically oversized wings appear to protect everybody. The size baseball of a baseball stadium. stadium. Yes, yeah. yes. It's
3: so silly. I wanted him to have him on for the rest of the movie. Like he's just dragging him. Oh God. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. These are like, like 700 like 750. There's like half a, half a fucking tsunami. <laughs> What'd
2: you manifest these motherfuckers? So, <laughs> and then bad, then Eva Butter turns into like a 30 foot high samurai vampire mm-hmm. with absolutely fierce <laughs> mascara, which yes. is an interesting choice. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. But, and, you know, Serrano's
1: kicking the the samurai demon's ass, but the samurai demon's like, "Uh, uh, uh, I still have Sayako's soul and she's your disciple, so you have to do what I say, right? And then just when this movie should just fucking end, it doesn't. Instead, we get, like, Serrano flashing back to all his previous lives in the bullshit made-up Atlantis land that Happy mm. Science Cult has.
3: Yeah. Which include clips from two of the movies we've already yes. watched. Yeah, yes. actually
2: they do. My notes say, oh, we see him as like good Buddha in ancient Egypt under a tree. Holy fuck, I think these are scenes from a movie you guys made me watch. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah I, I recognize it. They
3: them. are. It sucks to be part of this cinematic universe. Can I say? It right? sucks.
2: It sucks to know these things. Yeah, this is worse ah. than the DC universe by a distance.
3: <laughs> it's like when you're talking to someone and... And they suddenly know a lot about methadone and you have to be like real chill about it. That's how I felt knowing that I recognized a bunch of the movies.
1: So, yeah. So like Serrano goes on more bullshit spirit monologue nonsense. The stadium is wrapped, right? That's the fantasy of this movie. 50,000 people all listening to this bullshit
2: without yawning or whatever. Noah, if you were at a baseball game and a 30-foot samurai vampire in fierce makeup was fighting a Buddha with wings the side of a baseball stadium, you'd listen to what they're saying. No, that's... You definitely would pay attention. Yep, No,
1: that's better than most baseball games, I will admit. Yeah, most interesting thing. And then a fucking... A white elephant comes stomping into the scene... With, with mm. Barry, by the
2: way, please tell me that's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man vibe as he comes. For sure, <laughs> right? Yes. So he's so Good Buddha is stood on top of an elephant that is three times his size, but then they are both outlined by the figure of a man twice the size of that. Yes, who draws a pentagram in the air that kills Bad Buddha mm-hmm. and is. It is both crazier than that sounds and also way less interesting than that sounds.
3: <laughs> I feel like
2: they're going to have a company
3: rap meeting where the elephant's going to be like, hey, man, when I um, show up, you don't just stand on me to do spells, okay? I need to be some <laughs> people or like a little st- stompy kick thing because that was... I'm not a chair, Craig, okay? I'm not a chair. I'm a giant <laughs> I am some percentage of a tsunami, and I deserve the respect and love that you gave Giant Shadow Lamu. That's all I'm saying.
1: So yeah, so but then he, I guess he pentagrams the demon to death. Mister Arai is like waking up from his stupor, and Serrano lectures him for being such a bad Buddha. Feels like a weird moment,
3: right? Feels like a weird moment to be like, it was bad of you to be filled with demons. It's like, we all get it, man. We get it. You, yeah. and you <laughs> killed the demon. You stood on a giant elephant with Lamu behind you. I feel like we're past the like, whether or not th- who was in the right and who was in the wrong <laughs> conversation. Uh-huh.
2: I just really wanted the the, the the crowd in the baseball team to get bored by this as bored by this monologue then this conversation as I am, and just start like booing or yeah. the announcer hit that like "Take Me to the Ball Game" song in the background yeah. just to ground this up. Sorry, I need to
3: grind our entire podcast yes, to a halt. Yes, we Marsh. Yeah. Do you think that the lyrics to "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" are "Take Me"? Ah, to the ball <laughs> game? Uh, no, I did think that. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> I okay. think is that, that, that is what he spelled out. out. Yeah. This is, I'm glad you're white because this is a cultural exchange that never fails to fascinate me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but Arai realizes that Serrano is obviously the real Buddha because of the elephant and everything. So he switches to the good guy cult. Meanwhile, though, Sayako is still spiritlessly laying in between all the other named characters. So Yuki has to use his scream gold light halo powers to enter into her death state and love her back to life. Yeah. Yes. But it's like a you just
3: had a big fight and you're telling someone you love them moment. It's not Mm -hmm. like a, Yukio, I have always loved you and with my whole heart. They're just sort of hanging out in zero gravity where he's being like, I mean, I guess if having labels is important to you, then <laughs> between us, whatever. But I, I just think externally, whatever labels you want to maybe boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever.
2: <laughs> and and the thing is, they're in zero gravity because she's lying like horizontally and he stood at her head, like stood up holding her head. And it just makes him look like he's the absolute master of light as a feather, stiff as a board. Right? Like, I don't need all those <laughs> other guys. I can just stand at your head.
3: Okay. When you were talking about the angles and the zero, Gravity, I had a very different plan in mind, but you know, I like your plan
2: better, March. Hey, stiff is a man.
3: <laughs> now we know how she staying. It's the ultimate magic trick. There We're giving go. away the secrets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So he kisses her and a great big light shines and she comes back to life. And that's where we get my best worst suddenly. Cause this was made in, I think this was made in 2009 or whatever. And we get these CGI angels. Everything else has been like drawn animation. Right. But so now that we get these CGI angels that would have been disappointing if you'd seen them in like a fucking toothpaste commercial in
4: 1998.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> These things. Like my only possible note at this point is, and then nonsense. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes,
3: Absolutely. Yeah. This is Final Fantasy. End of a Final Fantasy game. Levels of like,
1: (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) So there's also, there's a moment where like, because Mr. Serrano's like taking us out with all his great fucking pablum again. There's a moment where he says the exact same line twice.
3: Mm. Yes.
2: And nobody acknowledges it. Like the record skipped or something. It's really disoriented. It's like the voice actor did like a second take on the line because he flubbed it the first time. It was like, we're right. still rolling. I'll just keep going. Yeah. And they left that in. That's all I can think has happened here. They That's were like, exactly look, we didn't make any happened. cuts for the guy who did the Australian voices. We're not making any cuts for you.
3: <laughs> I also, I just have to point this out that he also promises to build Buddha land together yes. <laughs> yes. and if you're not picturing like a defunct buddhist version of dollywood you are not the <laughs> woman i married <laughs> Fuck. yes just kids riding around in a like fucking little slow moving train thing it's like the points to start back at the beginning
1: i know uh, right. <laughs> i yeah. know the roller coasters just completely flat and very <laughs> slow yeah so yeah and then there's another fucking scene somehow right we get the aussie guy you guys were all wondering how his story wrapped up right but does he get to the airport okay now?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he we get to we cut to him at the airport, he's leaving to tell Australia all about the Buddha, and I'm like, you know, they have TVs there too in Australia.
2: <laughs> it's like a seven a six or a seven hour flight from where they are right now. It's not like Because he, he talks about like, I'm from down under, I'm all the way in Australia. It's like it's like me going to the other side of Europe. It's not that far. Yeah, right. <laughs> there are Japanese people, there are lots of Japanese people in Australia.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but so and we also we learned that Sayako can still see spirit light and demon smoke, but she's learned to control it now, as though any of that mattered at any point in the fucking movie. And then they all laugh like it's the end of a fucking Scooby-Doo cartoon. Freeze frame style, yes. Yeah. And then we get the credits, which like it's my cue to turn them off, but Marsh watched this before I did not had already written all these fucking notes. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Now I have to watch fucking the fucking Marsh. credits too? Oh my! This is the reminding the t-shirt we have homework
2: of God awful <laughs> movies. First. Just so you know. So, just so you know. It was a six minute credits song. <laughs> it was. And, oh, God. It's like, look up at the sky. We can see the sky <laughs> and the singer is so they out of tune but in a really disinterested way and it, it's very much like Eli vamping a song as part of Shenanigans the live show right. it's got that yeah. energy <laughs> the, yeah. the intonation is all out in weird ways it's like there is one and only one sun in the sky there is only one Buddha he is the only one on this earth yeah okay
3: and Listeners at home, listeners at home, nobody break it to Marsh that all animes end that way. I don't think he can take it. I don't think he can take it. I swear, if I catch any of you sending him
1: the end of Full Metal Alchemist and telling him that's how it ended it's one of the best ones we have.
3: Blacklisted, darn it.
1: But that is the end. I guess that's going to do it for our (sighs) review of The Rebirth of Buddha, but that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to get you all fired up for the next one. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck.
3: Well, Noah... I'll be at QED next week so we've got something a temporarily special for you. We'll be watching
1: Born into Mafia 2. Oh, Heath on a get ahead. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Oh, speaking of QED, the best conference in skepticism coming up on September 23rd and 24th in beautiful Manchester, England. Are there still tickets available and if so, where would one go to acquire them?
2: There are, there are like half a dozen tickets. There's very few tickets left (laughs) at this point, but people should go to qedcon.org forward slash tickets. You can buy your in-person tickets if it is too soon to... I mean, it's next week. If it's too close to the event for you to fly all the way to Manchester, you can watch it from the comfort of your very own home for like $50. It's £39 for an online streaming ticket, which will get you access to at least the main stage of QED. Maybe a little bit more. We're going to see what we can do. So yeah, people should definitely go to qedcon.org forward slash tickets. You can get your streaming ticket there. You can watch all the material we're going to be broadcasting on YouTube for like two weeks Open until two weeks after the event. So yeah, definitely, definitely do that. It's going to be such a huge amount of fun. And
3: you're going to want to watch because I am going to be doing some stuff on that main stage. Let me tell you, <laughs> I will...
1: I don't think you're going to do stuff. Interrupt All right. some things. So with that to look forward to, we're gonna bring episode four twenty two to a merciful close. Once again a huge <laughs> thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make this show go if you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at Patreon.com slash god and thereby earn early access to an ad free version of every episode. I'm just playing through it. You can also help a ton by <laughs> leaving a five star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. If you've enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, the scathing atheist citation need a D minus and the Skyprad available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or sit about suggestions you can give about gods at gmail.com. Tim Robson takes care of our social media. Our theme song is written and performed by Ryan Slotnik of on Mars. All the the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright, Neil Abosnik, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close.
2: Ryu Akawa died seven months ago, which means he's only two months from coming back to lead the Happy Science cult as a baby. Oh,
1: there you go. Akawa's demise led to a serious internal discussion about a direct sequel to this one called The Redeath of Buddha. Eli's knowledge of happy
3: science cult Cinematic Universe started to rival his Christian movie knowledge, and he thought long and hard about his life choices. Didn't he, though? <laughs> <laughs>
1: The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2023, all rights reserved.
0: Tax day is coming. Oh no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Golds IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you
4: See you